This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Charlotte Chung and Fred Tatashore. And you're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. So let's start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra Select Start. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. Yes, folks, I am back from one of the biggest weekends of my year, and that is at Keystone Comic Con this year. Of course, as you all may know, if you're new to this uh, to this show, welcome. And as if you didn't know, I was uh, hosting two panels this year at Keystone Comic Con here in Philadelphia at the Pennsylvania Convention Center this uh, past weekend. And... It was absolutely awesome. Everything that I wanted to be and more. And we're going to talk about a little bit of the recap of everything that happened on the panels. Not everything that happened at the con, because I'll save that for Sunday. There was, a, Of course, it was headlined by Tom Holland, a.k.a. Spider-Man, making an appearance. The, f- the first appearance that he's made outside of D23 since the announcement that Marvel Studios will no longer be having him in their universe. So... Uh, this was a very special event, even more special than it was before. It was already special that he was there, but upon the announcement, it was just like people were emotional about the situation. So it was interesting that how he was going to, you know, be able to ease our minds with everything. How did it go? We'll talk about that on Sunday on Talk Time Live, the Prime Show. But I, again, uh, was able to I had the honor thanks to the good people at Repop the great people at Repop the hard working people at Repop who gave me the opportunity to host two panels uh, of my own for Talk Time Live and one was the Art of Street Fighter and the other one was the Voices of Overwatch and <clears throat> excuse me I can't tell you how great those turned out and take note this was the first time I ever went live on a podcast. This podcast has been around for, say, three going on four years, maybe. I'm going to say three, a little bit over three going on four. And a lot has happened. A lot has happened with this podcast since since I started it. And all the way back to the beginning uh, till now, I've had over 20... I got to recount again because it's like... An, the amount of guests that I've had involving anime, comics, movies, and games has increased exponentially in the past three years. And some of them I've had like multiple times. And I think we're reaching up to almost getting to 30 now. It's getting closer to that 30 mark of guests that we've had on this show. And especially special guests on the show. And I couldn't be more honored by the opportunities that I've had and been given and I once I take these opportunities I run with them hard so when Reed Pop which who I worked with last year you know uh working you know to get Molly and Megaran and a few others in 
last year, we decided to work together this year. And this time, you know, the good people, shout out to Eddie at Repop. Um, he presented me with the opportunity of doing my own panels for Talk Time Live. And I decided, hell yes. <laughs> Even though I've never done a live panel before, I interviewed many people. So that was my comfort right there of knowing that I was going to be able to do this. Because if, however the size of the crowd would be or whatever like that, my focus is the person that I'm interviewing anyway. So I didn't have a problem with it at all. I said, yes, I'll definitely do it. I'm honored to do so. So the voices of Overwatch was the first thing that he presented to me. And I was like, okay, that's that's a big deal. You know, we got a stadium about to happen here. We got a uh, team here that we're about to have. So I'm all for this. Let's do this. And not only that, it was with one of the actors that I was going to be interviewing with somebody I've been dying to do uh, to have on my show for quite some time. And that was Fred Tattashore, uh, the Incredible Hulk, um, now Deathstroke on Young Justice. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Invader Sim. He's in so many things like there's it's like wherever you go there he will be and he's constantly done a ton of different shows and movies and video games and it's just awesome i mean marvel ultimate alliance 3 has him doing three characters for goodness sake so um it is it's just uh you know absolutely amazing i'd be able to do but not only that charlie chung was also there uh you know aka diva or argent uh julia argent on garment san diego uh, Jennifer Hell, who was supposed to be the third guest, uh, unfortunately had to leave that day for, you know, circumstances beyond our control. So, uh, but I actually got the chance to speak to her the day before. So, I mean, she was a trooper and she uh, stayed uh, for the day before just to, you know, meet and greet with fans. And she was ever so angelic and sweet. And I spoke to her and um, we're going to work our best to get her on the show at a later date, you know, to make up for the, uh, you know, the uh, lack of appearance per se, but it was definitely warranted. Uh, it was okay. Um, we had more than enough entertainment uh, and Charlotte and Fred did a great job. And Jennifer is just such a sweetheart. I uh, definitely will try to get her on the show because I would love to talk to her as well. But we, you know, we had a great weekend again, Long Vo and uh, Chamba from Udon Entertainment was um, one of my guests, the first guest on Saturday. So Saturday was my absolutely inaugural first panel ever. And I love the fact that that was because it was in a smaller, more intimate setting. So I got a chance to talk with them, get a fill out of everywhere. And uh, it was it was really, really great. I enjoyed it. We talked about the origin of Udon Entertainment, which Long Vo is the founder of and uh which is awesome because i didn't realize i got artwork done by him <laughs> by the founder of it so it was great to learn about that uh chamba also his entry as well we talked about past uh artists that they love and we all grew up with and we talk about uh our experiences with street fighter i also showed a few panels um a, a few uh screenshots that i had to design for the event uh, showing their work and what went behind, you know, the behind the scenes uh, aspect of that work. You know, people got to ask some questions. It was a really good panel. Um, as far as I actually see, I actually did get a recording of it, but it's not up to my standards. So unfortunately, I will not show that one. Maybe here's what I think, too. Um, both of these panels, too. I never actually got a chance to really get some really good 
recording device, uh, audio recording devices for this event because uh, I had so much going on, and I felt like, you know what? If let, let's just go ahead and just go with it and see how this goes and whatever. And and plus the Overwatch from the recording devices I had, it was way too overwhelming for uh that device because of the echo in the room and it, it's the the overwatch panel was a huge room it was a huge hall sat like about 300 people and it just the echo even if you got a mic a microphone or whatever the echo in the room was just crazy so i just decided i'm like let me make sure that i handle myself the way i need to before i can worry about that and then if i do good and if i come back next year uh or do another panel again i'll be more prepared to make sure that i i'm able to have the right equipment to be able to record it so you guys can listen to it but honestly i it was it was awesome it it i superseded my expectations to be honest because it it just went so well with the panels and everything we had a great conversation and the questions were uh really great and it was it just worked out they loved it uh both longvo and chamba loved it we had a great time and and again shout out to them because they did something really cool for me and when i met them when i actually introduced myself on friday and met them they presented me with a t-shirt that I've been looking for not exactly that I've been looking for but I wanted to what I wanted to do was wear a Udon Entertainment t-shirt to celebrate the panel that I was going to be on I was going to wear it at the panel Longvo decided that you know he was going to look out for me and both of those guys presented me with a t-shirt that had both their artwork in there Uh, Longvo did uh, Evil Ryu and then on the other side Chamba did Violent Ken from Ultra Street Fighter 2, the final challenger, that which is on a Nintendo Switch. It is absolutely an awesome, awesome shirt. If you guys are on the ACMG Facebook group or the Keystone Comic Con Facebook group, or on my, or actually on my, uh, you know, Facebook profile, you can you saw that shirt. You saw the shirt. It's it's a unbelievably awesome shirt, and it's so appropriate for the event that we had so it it just worked out in so many ways i will always cherish that shirt and in return (laughs) i looked out for them as well but also i want to um say that you know thank them as well because they also came up with the idea of giving away one of their illustrations that they drew just the night before they're amazing they just drew this it looks it looks so great it was a uh and you can see it on i believe longvo's deviant art or chamba's deviant art uh, page if you follow them on there it's a picture of e honda and poison which if you guys have been playing street fighter 5 they are the newest additions the newest dlcs added to the season so you got a chance to play with them and i those guys are phenomenal that's why they're working with capcom that's why they've been drawing every single thing that involves street fighter for years whether it's the comic book the video games whatnot whatever uh, those guys are just absolutely fantastic. So you know, thank them both again. And they, you know, in return, I looked out for them. I had to, I had to, you know, look out for them Philly style. Chamba was dying for a cheesesteak, <laughs> and I had to look out for him. I went to, um, we, you know, of course, if you're working a con or doing something, you can't go but so far. And thank goodness for us, there are not any touristy type of places. But we went to Reading Terminal. And well, I went to Reading Terminal and I got him a cheesesteak from um and shout out to Carmen's 
uh, famous Italian hoagies and cheesesteaks because they looked out. I'll actually, every time, if I eat a cheesesteak and I go to uh, Reading Terminal, I do go to that place and they're pretty good. As a person who lived in Philly, I do love a good place for cheesesteaks. I don't recommend any of those other places like Jim's or Pat's or, you know, Jim's, Pat's, and Gino's because they're, they're so like touristy and overrated. And I, it's not that they're bad, but they're not the best. They're, absolutely it, it's not it's really not that they're bad at all but it's just that they're overrated as far as the quality I, i'm going to name a bunch of them uh, um you know that i can mention but you know he really enjoyed it he actually uh put it on they tagged me a lot <laughs> over the weekend on um instagram and in twitter it was awesome i really appreciate the love but uh he showed that he had a cheesesteak and he put it on his uh IG story, which I thought was hilarious and really cool and kind of him to do it. Um, believe it or not, Longvo is a vegetarian, so luckily, again, Reading, uh, Reading Terminal has whatever you need, and they had a vegetarian spot there. I got him some great leaves. I hope he'd enjoyed it. Actually, I think he did, because again, after the fact, they <laughs> thanked me for everything, you know, at the con and all that stuff, so I, I really appreciate it. They, it was awesome and an honor to actually get a chance to hang with those guys and talk with those guys and uh, it was just, it was unbelievable. I will always remember this. Absolutely. And God forbid if I ever come to San Diego again, uh, you damn right I'm coming up to see you guys because you, you're absolutely freaking awesome. So uh, that panel went great. And I also got some great feedback from that panel as well. You know, I that one I was really, that panel I was really in control. I was in control, believe it or not, I was in full control of both panels. But I had to do a little bit more because we didn't have an AV you know, deal. I had some people hook up my laptop so I can do my PowerPoint presentation of the, you know, graphic that I put together, you know, for them. And it looked really good on screen. I really appreciate the, I wish I would have got the gentleman's name who looked out for me, but uh, don't tell my wife because I know she's not going to listen, but I actually left the power cord and she uses that laptop a lot. So that would have sucked. But anyway, I had managed to get it back and he uh, left it for me. He knew I left it. So it was awesome. I appreciate it. And uh, just everybody and, and really shout out to everybody, all the volunteers and all of the staff at Keystone Comic Con. I thought everybody did a great job. There was no complaints about the staff of volunteer. I mean, there were little hiccups at the Tom Holland panel, but they managed to work it out. Um, I mean, it was like thousands and thousands of people coming to see Tom Holland. So you can only imagine that there were some there were going to be some bit of a mix up in there you know not anything's perfect but for the most part everybody was super nice absolutely sweet and kind and diligently working to make sure everybody had a great time and i felt they met every bit of that standard there so i absolutely enjoyed it so thanks everybody for the um for the street fighter panel it was just awesome and uh, right up my alley i love that i absolutely love talking about street fighter because this is my all-time favorite game so then sunday sunday was a big deal because I, I, the day before, right after I saw, I left the panel for uh, Street Fighter, which luckily both my panels, my panel rooms were right across from each other. So we had 120A and then 120AB. Now I understand why they call it 120AB because it's like two, three sides the room of what I had before. And like I said, the house is like over, there were seats about like 300 seats in there. It was huge. I have a picture of how huge this place. I had to take a picture of it to really analyze what I'm going to be working with and dealing with here uh, the next day. So 
the deal was I had to work on the Tom Holland. I had to, you know, cover the Tom Holland panel, which means I had to wake up like 430 in the morning, leave out five, get there six, be in that line till 10 o'clock and then be able to take those pictures. But again, we'll talk about more of that on um, Sunday. But also I had to stay there because I had the Voices of Overwatch panel. So I had to go directly into that morning, stay around, maybe take a few pictures, get ready, try to get something to eat, and then go right to that panel, which I went to the panel, I went up to that stage, and I was extremely happy because I'm like, I looked at this hall, I looked at 120AB, and was like, are they really going to be, this thing's going to actually fill up? You know, it, it very much could, and it, you know, but there is a huge Overwatch uh, fan base out there, and it showed because as I was sitting and waiting for these guys to come, and I'm pretty sure that it was a little bit later, but I know for a fact that like because of everything that's going on, we had more crowd of people on a Sunday, more than I've ever seen in any Sunday ever at a con that is not uh, you know SDCC or maybe even NYCC. Um, I, you know, it started filling and filling. And I took pictures of this and filling. And I'm like, wow. By the time everything happened, they filled up. And I knew um, Fred and Charlotte was probably just finishing up on, you know, doing photos and, um, and, and what is that? Photos and uh, autographs and such like that. So, you know, we had a little bit of delay, but it was it was not, it, we did not disappoint. They came in, I introduced them. And at this point in time, I took it upon myself to just go all out. This was to me, this panel was so important to me because it was one of the biggest, this was one of the premier highlight panels that they were advertising. Now, I wasn't I wasn't only one to just advertise this, but this was highly advertised by Keystone as one of their highlight premier panels. And again, thank you to Keystone and Eddie in particular for believing it means enough to be handle something this big despite the fact i've never done this before but you know basically what happened was he how this happened is that like i said he reached out to me we talked we introduced ourselves after you know um my man brian from you know the brand coordinator from uh repop brian stephenson who i interviewed last year you know reached out to them and said like i may be some great help and Eddie came up with the idea of me doing that panel after hearing my podcast interviews with some of the other guests that I've had on the show. And that pretty much stemmed it from there. And even though he knew that I'd never done it, for some reason he felt that I could. And I'm not going to, if somebody has faith in me to say that I can do something, I'm taking it up. I'm going to do it. <laughs> and I did. I'm not going to miss out on opportunities like this. And I'm glad I didn't. And... When they finally came in, the handler came in and said that they were here, you know, asked me to announce them. And yeah, we it went it went all out. I introduced them. They came in. The crowd went well, the crowd I had to hype the crowd up like majorly. And the crowd was so uberly excited with everything that went on that day. So the hype you know, we got the crowd hype. They came in, they were excited, they got the biggest ovation ever. I'm pretty sure other panels across heard it. And it was just absolutely awesome. Absolutely awesome. And we just went on from there. We had a great time. We started talking about everything. Uh, it literally felt, by the way, the fans, the fans that came in, I can't, again, it's 300 uh, seated hall. It was a few seats shy of 300. 
I was so amazed by this and happy about this. Uh, we had a great time, and it was just surreal to be a part of this. Uh, we talked about their visit here in Philly and how it was, and it was a really funny moment when I stupidly revealed the place that Charlotte went to eat a cheesesteak and wasn't pleased with. Now, for the record, for the record, I do slightly apologize for that, only because some, like most of our people in our city agrees with which her sentiment for the place that she went to to get a cheesesteak so it's not really that big of a deal in a sense but i know she wanted to she didn't want to put people on blast like that so i did <laughs> not 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 intentionally it just slipped out but it was just funny it was a really funny moment that we started off with but yeah if you really want i hope she hopefully we had a great you know nonetheless we had a great laugh but hopefully that she redeemed herself, and I really hope she redeemed herself by going to the places that me and Fred uh, went to, which was Carmen, famous Italian hoagies and cheesesteaks. Because if you can't go farther out, like going down to South Street or going to other places to get a cheesesteak, that's the best safe bet. Like, Carmen Italian, I should really be getting paid for this. Um, Carmen, famous Italian hoagies and, uh, and cheesesteaks in Reading Terminal is a really great safe bet. You know, it's a, it, they do really great cheesesteaks there. And, you know... And I don't recommend Cheese Whiz. I don't understand the Cheese Whiz thing. I Never in my life. I lived in Southwest Philly, West Philly, and in um, and Winfield, in uni- now University City, throughout all my life. Never had Cheese Whiz on my damn steaks. Never. Ever. Just never. I don't understand the deal with that. I just don't. American Cheese for life. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I do recommend, if we had the chance, I would have definitely said, first and foremost, go to Isca Bibbles in South Street, bar none. Not only that, but their fries are awesome. You know, they got some great fries. Me and my wife always go down there for both of those. You know, if, if anything, just the fries. But also, I would say their chicken cheesesteak is really good too. They marinate it and everything. Um, Larry's Steaks and St. Joseph's is great. The Belly Fillers, those are awesome. Chicken and Peace, the lobster cheesesteaks is phenomenal. You know, those are really great spots. But if you had to be at a con and you don't have anywhere to go, but you've never had a cheesesteak before, your safe bet is Carmen's Barna and Reading Terminal right there. So, um, but it, again, we had a great time. We were talking about, you know, their work and uh, Overwatch and, you know, wh- how things went about and maybe some other things like, can we get a movie? Not to say that they were, you know, if you heard, the, if you were at the panel before, you know, I really was wondering, like, I've watched those, you know, shorts and I'm like, those things are such, they could do so, so, so much with this franchise, you know, and I know they're working hard on doing the esport and everything, but man, they could cover so much other ground, you know, cause you got people who are, maybe not be esports, but love the game. And you got also characters that are with some phenomenal character development and some great personalities and great stories behind them that you could still pull on. And I am like, yo, you are, wow, what are you guys doing? Like, I mean, think of, and I, and I made the mention of Pokemon because po- Game Freak eventually comes out and they created Pokemon and they kept creating different Pokemons. And eventually they went to the anime and the anime uh, created a new universe for itself. And then later on, they wind up having... A movie which is you know pokemon detective pikachu 
it took years for that to happen and who's to say that it can't happen for overwatch as well so you know we talk we covered a lot of that stuff right there and all those situations and some other things you know really cool things that have but it, it turned out to be a great the crowd absolutely ate it up and loved it and the one thing that i really love is that i you know spontaneously just decided we had wireless mics and we were like running almost like to the uh, the 15 minute mark. It was like the half um, hour mark of it. And I wanted to give people a chance to get some questions and just a little bit because I didn't want to overwhelm them with, you know, constant questions. So just a few. So I was I allowed myself to go out there and be the Oprah or I like I told Fred, uh, I aged myself. I said the pretty much the Donahue of the deal and he absolutely loved it because you know we're at the age that we know who the hell donahue is so i figured he would get a kick out of that so i was able to really do a talk show type of environment and go out into the crowd and if again if you see the pictures on at those pictures you can see some of those pictures on instagram you could uh also as well as the acmg facebook group and keystone comic-con where you can see how many people are in that crowd there's it's it's packed and there are pictures thanks to my sister you know ayana thank you i gave her the i gave her my um my megatron camera my canon what i call megatron canon um and she was able to take pictures of everything she did a great job for somebody who's never used that camera before so that or i'm just a really good teacher but um i did kind of make it easy for her to just point and click that's it and, and set it up properly but she took some really good pictures of me and the crowd and you can see how deep the crowd is and how far i am from where she was sitting at it was deep it was like a it uh, there was a deep amount of people i love the fact that there were cosplayers there as well uh it was just absolutely awesome i loved it and we had a great time we had a great time and the best part about it all for me was that i was able to do my closing and i've been wanting to do my closing i was hoping i would be able to get it in and i made that's why i wanted to get a few like a few uh you know questions in and to just run right back to the stage and you know do my closing and i did and it was awesome you know because i talked about how i have a supernatural sense of getting to meet some really talented people based upon some things that i end up buying and again it's how you know years later i brought that naruto figure and end up meeting molly years later uh you know the long vote situation which he drew i brought the art of capcom book from san diego comic-con and i ended up doing a panel with him the day before and then here we are i brought that overwatch bag that i use all the time uh that i brought from san diego comic i mean some i'm sorry from keystone comic-con last year and now i'm doing an overwatch panel you know and i figured that was a sign right there so i can't thank everybody enough I can't thank, you know, thank you to Fred, thank you to Charlotte, thank you to Jennifer, you know, she, uh, for even coming to uh, Keystone Comic Con and meeting all the fans and everything. Like I said, Angelic uh, Heart, too. I, when I when I met her, and I actually introduced and met her, I felt like I was talking to Gaia, like the goddess of Earth. <laughs> it was like really, it was a goddess, motherly, angelic type of atmosphere and she was she was just beautiful i mean literally just a just a beautiful 
soul and a beautiful personality is just all over i really w- hope that we could get her on the show so i'm going to work hard to get her on the show because there's just so much i want to talk about with her and the fact that she is chronica it it kills me that she's just angelic and then she plays these roles and she plays ash and everything it's hilarious but that's a credit to her craft guaranteed so um you know again thank charlotte thank fred who were very very happy at the end and Thank them for the soundbite. The soundbite was awesome, which you just heard before the show. Uh, at the end of the panel, they were more than happy to do it. And the cool part is, this is the first time I ever, and I've always wanted this, the first time that I was able to have two guests do a soundbite at once. And they they knocked it out the park. They only did it once. They talked about, I do actually do have the recording, the audio of them talking about how they're going to put this together. Um... Because I did somewhat record the panel, but it's like I said, it's not up the par to the way that it should be to be on a show. Like it just I tried to I tried it, but my equipment is not powerful enough to handle that room. So it just it just wasn't happening. I think like once I if um, if or once or if I do this again. I'm going to bring some, I'm going to um, invest in some definite equipment, but I got a chance to, uh, you know, they were talking about how they were going to put it together and it was just real quick. Like, all right, we're just going to do it together. You do this line, you do this line, and then we both do this line. And that's how you got the soundbite that you hear right now. And they are phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I love Fred Tatashore and that, that, uh, the, you know, in his Soldier 76 voice and her and her diva voice, you know, it's just absolutely, it just made my day, but even more was just afterwards because Fred went off and said the most kindest thing. Now that I do have a recording (laughs) and he was really appreciative of the questions that I provided. Um, You know, he didn't have to say this, you know, he didn't have to do this at all, but he was really appreciative. It always amazes me when I hear that from my guests and say how good the questions were, how great the show was and how much they, how good they feel. And they end up coming back on the show to you know like two or three times as a result i mean they really do enjoy it. and I, I i am humbled by this but fred pretty much was like i really enjoyed this you're a really great host i loved your questions and we got to do this again <laughs> so i am more than happy i'm sure he'll have some new project come down in the future so no doubt i will absolutely get in contact with fred tatashore and we will have an exclusive one-on-one with her i will try my best to get um charlotte back on as well because i i think we could have a really good conversation too but again thank you to keystone comic-con uh just not just eddie but mk goodwin who was on his show before um they really knocked it out the park the, the entire weekend uh betty waspy um you know steph everybody just everybody brian stephenson as well he wasn't there this year but you know for him to connect me with those guys this year and it just worked out so well it just really worked out so well i gotta reach back out to him as well as thank him but it was great and uh, afterwards i mean it was just like i said there was so such a good reception of how my hosting performance there like people were coming to me and telling me how much they enjoyed it uh as i was walking and leaving the uh place there were other people that were just, who were at the panel you know did it i got people who reached out to me on instagram and thank and thanking me as well I and mean, saying how much of a great you know panel it was i you know what can i say you got to work hard to have fun and i've said that many times and i will never stop saying that i've had this 
six years since ACMG started. Three of those years was the podcast going on four. And a lot of hard work went into this. And this is what it was all for. This is what it was all for. I'm having fun doing it, but I knew how hard I had to work to make it happen. Just like the people at uh, Repop worked their asses off to give us a great time at this event. To bring Tom Holland to this event. To bring the voices of Overwatch to this event. To bring the Udon Entertainment artists to Philly. Which they'd never been in Philly before. Neither have Fred Tatishore. I've seen all those guys in San Diego Comic Con. They've never been here in the city of Philadelphia. And it was an honor to have them all. Charlotte as well. And Jennifer as well. And just everybody. Um, the Weasleys. All those guys. Um, the Star Trek people. Guys. Just, uh, just an honor to have all these guys. And people, please. Do take time to thank the people behind the scenes. Because you, if you had a great time... You damn sure better thing because you have no idea what goes into event planning. It's a major deal. So many elements, so many things are going on. It's easy. It's way easy to bitch and complain. It's way harder to make it happen. So appreciate what these people have done as much as I have. And again, it's just, you know, when it comes to me, it's just a testament of how much I really wanted it. How much you really wanted it. If you really want it so bad, you can't just assume or expect to have it. You just got to get it and you got to do whatever you need to to get it. And you have to do all that you can to get it. And it's not just, you know, you can't feel entitled. You can't feel like, you know, you're deserving of this. You have to really prove that you are who you say you are, that you love what you love. And this was just a testament of it. And I, you know, again, I think Keystone Repop for giving me this opportunity because three years ago, no, I'm sorry. You know what? I just thought about that. Um, the podcast is way older than three years ago because I didn't start this podcast three years ago. It's way older than three years ago. Uh, I started this podcast when I was working corporate. But three years ago, I left corporate to make sure, to prove my worth and to get it. And I feel like this weekend redeemed all that. This was total redemption of me getting the opportunities that I wanted to get the trust that I wanted to get the faith that, that people had in me. And to prove that I am who I say I am, I can't thank them enough for that. So, and again, and also before I even end this and go to the news, I definitely want to give a shout out to the ACMG uh, folks that came by, that came in, uh, and the Keystone Comic Con folks as well. All of those Keystone Comic Con group folks out there, shout out to you, the ones I got a chance to meet, Jenny V, and, um, a few others out there, you know. And the ones that I didn't, I'm sorry, but we got next year. So let's keep it together and keep it community on that note. But as far as my ACMG Facebook group, guys, definitely. Uh, Craig Holland, he's always been a big supporter of me. Actually, kind of a friend of the family because he used to go to school with my sisters and all that stuff, too. Jay Dixon and his girlfriend, Takia, who came all the way from uh, D.C. to come and support me and my panels and everything and, and just have a good time here in Philadelphia. Um, of course, my, my, um, my old dude, Pat. My, my brother, my, literally my brother, Pat uh, John Vier, who came in to uh, check out the panel uh, and was very proud of everything that I did from there. Uh, my sister, of course, Ayana and my uh, um, brother-in-law, uh, Hakeem, who will be, will, will be going to AEW when it comes to uh, Philly soon. Um, 
as well as my nieces, Amaya and Ava, who were just so happy to see their uncle on stage. <laughs> it was it was really, really cool to see um, at the Overwatch panel. And then, uh, you know, uh, my old friend Chris as well. Uh, you know, who I got a chance to hang out. He's a big comic book buff as well. So we got a chance to hang out and have fun and, you know, buy a few things. And it's been a long time since we got a chance to hang out. So this is a kind of a reunion for everybody here. So it was awesome. Thank everybody again. And here's the great part about this. Um, I talked to some of the powers that be at Repop. And again, they, you know, we I gave them my thanks. They thanked me back. Um, I was told by powers that be that, you know, friends of theirs were attended my panel and, you know, said a lot of great things about the panel to the point that I expect me to come back next year at Keystone Comic Con to possibly do more panels. Um, so get ready. But not only that, there's a possibility. There's a possibility because I was told that my info has been traveled out to different places. For instance, New York Comic Con. Uh, for instance, Anime Fest, which that's going to be interesting if we can work that out. But the that that's just a testament of <laughs> the great weekend I had. So I won't be able to go to New York Comic Con this year, and I was I was planning on it, but I can tell you I absolutely have it locked. There is absolutely it's a definite 2020 ACMG will be coming to New York Comic Con, and it's going to be huge. Trust me. Now, the question is, how will Talk Time Live be a part of that? That's going to be a question. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes from there. And uh, again, just thank everybody for that. And just a milestone weekend for uh, ACMG and ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Just definitely. And it couldn't have been done without everybody involved. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on to some other news because obviously there is some other news in the world of gaming here. And. Let's check this out. Polygon has reported Telltale Games is being revived. I knew this was going to happen. I knew eventually somebody was going to take it. And by a new company with the rights to Wolf Among Us and Batman already in, in the lineup. Uh, a new company run by Jamie Autil, uh, Audley and Brian Weddle, who are the founders of what is called a, I'm sorry, LCG Entertainment. Uh... I think his, his name is pronounced Autel. Uh, Autel has confirmed to that a few developers from the original Telltale Games teams will be offered freelance uh, roles with full-time positions possible in the future. And I get that. that. That makes a lot of sense. There's no guarantee. This is an investment to these guys. This is to see if these games are going to sell. So if these games sell, which I kind of think they will, especially if they add a little bit something new to it as well, um to these game aspects and the stories is good and everything and they have some new content i believe that this can work so if i believe possibly what it sounds like is, is <coughs> excuse me if there is a success in this game or in the games that they will be coming out like say the sequel to wolf among us and um you know batman if they're successful then there's a possibility for full-time gigs so i i get what's going on here and I, I respect it just the fact that they're even trying this is it's awesome at this time there were no mention of other games such as borderlines game of thrones god um guardians of the galaxy and minecraft however the walking dead is now owned by skybound and stranger things it has returned to netflix so unless there's some type of an agreement that comes about that for later you know for a later date those two will not be coming along so 
this is a great thing. I knew this was gonna happen because, you know, Telltale is a company that has a genre of gaming unlike anybody else at this time. I mean, there are others out there uh, that has tried it or done it, but Telltale is the originators. They're the innovators. They're the revolutionaries uh, of this game genre, of this storytelling game genre. So I am so happy that they're back to do this and I, it's pretty awesome so i'm looking forward to seeing what they come up soon in the near future so again no dates or anything else has been told but we'll, we'll report things as as it develops from there so other news yacht club games you guys remember if you guys have been listening to the sh- uh, show you know consistently you know we had them on a show for an exclusive to talk about uh one of their other games they're one of their ninja uh side scrolling games that will be coming out soon well much to our surprise, and unbeknownst to all of everybody, they're coming out with another new Shovel Knight's game entitled Shovel Knight's Dig. Now, the cool part about this is, like all of them are cool anyway, but what is cool about this is that this game plays like SteamWorld Dig. If you guys know that, that's one of my favorite uh, indie games that I've played in a while. And it does play, it is playing along with that, which has you tunneling deep into the world to find his stolen treasure. Sounds a hell of a lot like uh, SteamWorld Dig. So that game is going to be a part of that. Uh, The game is noticeably improved visuals as it is now in 16-bit graphics mode here. So as opposed to its original 8-bit mode. So this is a step up. I actually am very excited about this game. It looked really good. I love SteamWorld Dig, so I know Yacht Club Games can make this look really good and play really good. It looks like a Super Nintendo game right now bar none so i am very happy there's no info on the release date it was just a teaser trailer that showed so again we will report things as it develops from there but i'm looking very forward to that game it looked really good uh it looked just like a super nintendo game that uh you know i used to play back in the day so it it just looks like a lot of fun so uh disney is planning to bring back uh some 16-bit classics of their own such as from from the super nes and the sega genesis uh which will be available on the nintendo switch playstation 4 and xbox one it will consist of disney's aladdin which was on a uh, sega genesis which i thought was the best version of it you will also be able to get disney's aladdin for the game boy which includes the game boy color or i'm sorry the super game boy color version uh disney's aladdin final cut nobody knows what the hell that version consists of disney aladdin's trade show demo also that's a mystery to everybody now as far as the aladdin games i played the super nintendo version nothing compares to the genesis version nothing that game was so great what i loved about that game too i never really listened to the music of that back then when i was playing that game i was listening to like i used to play music in the background and put it on pause and (laughs) if you are into r&b you understand this i thought the best background music to play that game was babyface like kenny babyface edmonds because you hear you have like an adventure love story type of thing and i think babyface's third album was the uh, album that was uh, CD that I was listening to, and I used to play. Uh, I forgot the song. I think "Never Tell a Secret" or something like that, or "Never Tell a Lie." Um, I used to play that every single time. I used to fly in the what? What mode is that? When he used to fly with the uh, rug, with the magic carpet, and it was just such a cool thing. Like Babyface's music fit perfectly for that game. I wish it was, there was a way that they would have been able to do that or it would have been it came out during the time of the playstation where you could play your own music while you're playing a game i wish they go back to that 
so weird. But also, what comes with this as well is the Lion King uh, for the Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo, Game Boy, which also includes a Super Game Boy Color version as well. Uh, there also is an uh, a feature that allow upscale graphics uh, with original visuals as an option, uh, filters for visual enhancement, arcade scan lines, uh, per se. Uh, like Just like the other Disney games that they brought out before, this one will include a rewind feature. A lot of these games now are coming out with rewind features. I love that. I forgot what game that originally did that to and now where they're getting that from. It's an indie game that started doing that and now everybody's jumping on a bandwagon of that feature. Um, but wasn't Bastion. I forgot what game that was. Damn it. But um, the rewind feature, which like it's what the, from the other remastered Disney games like uh, Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers and uh, what is that? DuckTales 1 and 2 and all that stuff. Darkwing, Dung, uh, Darkwing Duck. All of that will be actually available for that. They also will be an art gallery and explorable museum showing behind the scenes developments and interviews as well. Art gallery is, as I mentioned, a music player. All of this, now this is a good deal, all of this for $29.99. The great part about that is that you had games that once was, I believe like 60 each, 50 to 60 bucks a pop. You get all that plus all these features behind it for just $29.99. To me, that's actually a steal. If you're a fan of all the Disney games from the past, whether you were a fan of the Super Nintendo or the Sega Genesis, here you could get this. Still get you more, more of your money's worth if you only like playing the Super uh, or the Super Nintendo version or the, just the Genesis version. Plus, you have all the other options as well. So that's a pretty uh, damn good deal. So uh, last bit of news is that this week, this Friday, tomorrow, if you're listening to it today or if you listen to it right now on this Friday, game releases that I'm looking forward to that I will be reviewing next week, Astral Chains by Platinum Games for the Nintendo Switch. The exclusive game is finally coming. It's finally here, I'm ready for it. We're going to have a great time checking this out. I have full faith in Platinum Games. There's not one Platinum Games title that I've not played that I've not enjoyed. And that goes for like Bayonetta, that goes for Transformers Devastation, that goes for the Turtles, they did all that. And now they're doing this brand new IP called Astro Change, just stunning anime looking game it looks absolutely phenomenal i'm looking forward to it we're counting down the days i know it's going to unlock in the stroke of midnight will i be up at midnight to play it to be continued but i will be playing it tomorrow as well so check it out i will be reviewing it fully next week so stay tuned because that will be the final stage review of that game uh we also have Marvel Ultimate Alliance with its first DLC pack, a free DLC pack for even people who have not actually purchased the the uh, season mode or whatever like that. And you automatically get Cyclops and Cl I'm so glad because when I saw Cyclops in the game and it's the Jim Lee version of Cyclops, I immediately like, I want to play him. I've always loved the Jim Lee version of Cyclops and... I'm looking forward to playing that so much. So that is going to be available. Colossus is going to be available. So you're going to have an actual full X-Men team with the exception of Beast. Beast is the only one that will not be available at this time. So I guess he will be unlocked um, when, which by the way, X-Men Beast is by Fred, is played by Fred, uh, Fred Tattashore as well. So <laughs> another great, you know, thing about that game, but you will be able to, uh, that DLC will be coming out soon. So I'm assuming that he will be available as well. The other thing that they're doing, which 
I am so happy with because there, that was one of the biggest negatives about the game. And I think I graded it because of that negative. And in fact, I'm going to have to rescore and regrade the game now because they have announced that this DLC will also come with brand new skins and not just color palette skins. We're talking actual skins. Spider-Man will have the black symbiote suit that he'll be able to wear. Hawk will have Planet Hawk and Captain Marvel will be donning the Miss Marvel skin. Okay, this gets an A+. I don't I, I think I thought I gave it an A before, but I think this gets an A+ now because now we got the skins. That's what we've been waiting for. We've been waiting for that. So it pretty much now has everything it has, which means there are going to be more skins coming along soon, probably for the other DLC that will be coming down the line. So I'm very much looking forward to tomorrow and being able to... I'm still playing the game right now. I still love the game. I'm still trying to level up with all of the other characters, and the story mode is really fantastic. Uh, to me, it is. I know there are people that were saying that it was loose or whatever. No, I thought it was a lot of fun. It plays really well. Uh, it's to me is really epic the replay value is huge and the more you level up the more you chances that you'll get everything that you are looking for in the game so i absolutely enjoy the hell out of this game uh if you haven't gotten it yet probably now's the time or maybe down the line at christmas uh maybe you'll get it maybe there'll be a deal or whatever or uh, whatever and it will be great it will be absolutely great so i highly recommend going after both of these games because they're going to be epic and this astral chains is one of the big you know features that people were looking for when they announced it i think way back at e3 or whatever like that it was e3 or the game awards i forgot which one that uh premiered that game and i was like whoa what the hell is this and then come to find out that platinum games was a part of it i was like i'm all for it so i'm so for this so get ready for those two and i'm not sure but i may actually uh talk about a retro game next week as well because on my screen as i'm looking right now there is a snk game that i never really played now you gotta understand if i remember i told you i got the um what is it the rest the retro uh pie uh console that um a friend of mine gave me and it has like over five thousand games in here you gotta remember if you had an arcade back in the day not all of these games were in your town or your region or your area some of these games are brand spanking new to people who've never seen some of these games so breakers revenge is what's playing on my screen right now as i'm doing this show and i'm gonna play around with it later on today and i may actually uh check it out it's a fighting game i've never played before and it's just like a sequel there's two breaker games and it's a sequel and i finally understood how to work the uh the retro pie uh os now to learn how to save and to load and to actually um you know reset to the main menu so i've finally figured it out and i'm pretty much a master at it now so uh i'll be i may actually talk about that game as well for my retro uh review of that so stay tuned for all that and much much more folks that will do it for this edition of acmg presents talk time live extra select star thank you so very much this sunday we're back again with the live show. We're going to review Young Justice Outsiders. The season's over, and this is going to be a debate because everybody talks about when you talk about one of the greatest comic book series of all time, all the time, a lot of it comes up as JLA, Justice League Unlimited, which was my also big thing. Uh, Dwayne McDuffie was one of the best writers ever. You know, um, the late, great 
uh, Dwayne McDuffie was one of the greatest writers ever and and wrote some really great storylines for this series and gave it a serious content you know toward continuity towards this and the dialogue was different it was just like they, they pointed out some serious ways but Young Justice Outsiders you know they made their return after a long hiatus after a long debate and and you know what was it um people were just you know clamoring for this to come back and you know do a third season they did and they came back with full force and dare i say there's an argument that could be made that this is dethroned justice league unlimited so we're going to talk about that this sunday on talk time live as well as the Tom Holland panel and other news that comes about as well. Uh, I just want to point out, if you're from the ACMG Facebook group and you're listening and you're in Philly, um, shout out to my friend, great friend Kiana, who also, my God, I forgot about, shout out to her. Kiana was there. She was with me at the Tom Holland panel. She was also there at the uh, Overwatch panel as well. There's a picture of all of us there. Um, Forgive me, but not without saying uh she is doing her monthly outing for all adults to go out and have fun at the thirsty dice cafe which is a board game cafe great food over 400 board games for us to play and we had a great time it's like the fourth time we're going now and each time has grown like there was 11 people last time looking forward to seeing how many people are going to be coming this time uh again we had a great time the food is great they got a lot of great like original sodas like hipster style sodas that they do and i'm looking forward to being around them as well she supported me great time i love uh you know with the with the panels I'm looking out for her there, and we're just going to, it's all about having a good time. I mean, we have fun online, but damn it, we got to get outline sometimes. We got to get offline sometime. Sometimes we have to leave the Matrix, go into the real world, and enjoy ourselves in person. And this is one of the great ways. So Kiana's game night is coming tomorrow night at uh, 11. So uh, if you're in a Philly area, if you're part of the ACMG Facebook group, Come and join us, man. We we had a great time before. We're going to have a great time again. And um, looking forward to our, to um, these outings because you need to. You, we absolutely need it. We need to be and not just, you know, all everybody, no matter who you are. Just come out, you know. So shout out to her. I'm looking forward to seeing her again tomorrow. And uh, we're going to have a great time. So, folks, that will do it. On behalf of myself, this is Dak Xavier Josiah saying learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. See you guys on Sunday. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.